Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. It's me and the doc and we're ready to rock. How are you, Mark? How are things? I'm good, I'm good. Not much has happened, I suppose. One thing has happened, I went to Phil Richards' book launch and seminar. That was very interesting. We had a bit of a question and answer session with me and him up on the stage. It was uh, all good stuff. It's amazing what questions people come up with. It's phenomenal. Fantastic. Oh, great. That sounds uh, good. So what? where was the venue and all that sort of stuff? It was in um, Pear Tree Inn. I don't mind giving a plug. It was a nice venue. Uh, Pear Tree Inn in Worcester. Um, yeah, it was a lovely place and uh, it was a good day. I mean, it was, it was well attended. The place was packed, even though the weather was a bit bit terrible and people had struggled to get there because of the fog. But uh, no, it was a good day and Phil's a good speaker. So it was, it was entertaining and uh, I think people took away a lot of stuff. Oh, fantastic. That's great to hear. I, uh, sorry, I, I couldn't kind of come myself, but uh, yeah, that's one of those things. But, uh, oh, and you had a little chance to speak so so that's pretty cool too well done so what about other stuff buddy are you all kind of we're building up in the kind of well this christmas kind of time now when this episode is 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 going to be uh coming out so what uh what's well, your what, what's your christmas like buddy well i'm going away actually for not to christmas but i'm going away next on friday friday this week week before christmas i go up to scotland with my wife and the dog to a cottage and to get away from everything. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no nothing. So nice. It's just just peace and quiet. And then uh, going to see my family on the way back because my father's now moved from Swansea up to my brother lives in Nottingham. So we're going up there for and meet a couple of my other brothers as well. And we're going to have a Christmas dinner the week, weekend before Christmas. And then we have a big thing here with all our, with our sort of our neighbour really. We we had Christmas dinner with him and his family because all our kids have grown up together and all my kids are coming back from their various far flung places. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Oh, fantastic! Great. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, it's, you know, sort of just we go down Ellie's mum and dad's and have a nice dinner down there and uh, do do all the usual family things. But I suppose I can say this on on the podcast because my son doesn't listen to it and all that sort of stuff. I'm I'm always a bit wary, but we've booked a Santa to come to the house for Christmas Eve. Oh, nice! I used to do that. Oh, I've never even heard of it. I, used to, I, not, I didn't used to do it for other people, I used to do it for us though. I had a, a blow up Santa outfit that I used to come in when the kids were really small and we used to, I used to pretend to be Santa. Oh, amazing. And, and once they sussed that out, I got my mate to do it, but then he wore blue tinted sunglasses, you know, glasses. Yeah. They, they sussed him straight away. <laughs> uh, well, this guy is, he's a real McCoy, he's a professional Santa, um, and. I was speaking to somebody who was running um, their own grotto and all this sort of stuff. Who has a business in Swansea and has a winter wonderland, Clanridian Holiday Park. Had a, a winter wonderland down there, and she said, "Oh, there's this amazing Santa. He's really tall and he's got a real beard and he looks the part and he's a nice guy and all." 
And she said, guess what? He does these home visits. And I was like, what? No way. You can get Santa to come to your house on Christmas Eve. So I like phone up, uh, I get the number and I phone up Santa. And uh, the first words or the first start of the conversation was, you know, are you busy Santa on Christmas Eve? <laughs> so I'm like having this really ironic, surreal, whatever you want to call it, conversation with, with Santa and how busy he is Christmas Eve. But I managed to establish that he doesn't live that far away from us. So he's going to call in on his way past to some other uh, kiddies. And um, we've had the, the, the sort of the SP on what we've got to do and prep him up. So when he comes in, then he, he looks as if he knows everything about the kids. And But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So that's what we're excited, uh, one of the parts of Christmas we're excited about. And just having a fortnight off is great for me, buddy. I, I, I only get one day off a week, uh, mostly like a proper day off where I do, you know, piss all. Um but mostly, um, it's that's also a fortnight off. It's great. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, I don't quite get. I don't quite get that. But I've actually, it falls quite well for me this year because I don't work Wednesdays. So Christmas Eve is Wednesday, then because Christmas Day, Boxing Day for Thursday, Friday. So I get a fair bit of time off. I only work Monday, Tuesday. So you've got to do those couple of days in between. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and and sometimes I do that, but this year I decided not. I've had a had a busy year, and I had a couple of days off with the with the family there. So. Without further ado, the first question on this Christmas episode. Hi guys, have, have you got any tips to limit Christmas weight gain? Sarah, 50 years old. Mark, do you want to kick off on that one? Well, you could be kind of Jehovah's, couldn't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> so be careful with your jokes. Now we got some Jehovah's Witnesses who are listening, and they might no, cl- my clients. You, you, you could, you're not cancelled. That's that. No, yeah, it's yeah. Because it's it's a good time. But I mean, I always think we all buy too much stuff. Yeah. Buy too much presents for the kids. Too much food for ourselves. And you know, you've got you know two weeks later, you still got a box of Quality Street kicking around that no one, no one can face, but everyone tucks into just because it's there. I don't, I just think if you if you actually just think how much do I actually need to eat and then buy that rather than how much I mean, too much food I mean I, I, in our porch at the moment we've got miles too much stuff I keep saying don't need to buy any more but people might come round but they don't, they, they, they've already had tons of food I mean they don't yeah. need loads of food you, you can eat really well with a you know, Christmas dinner is actually a good meal you know it's tons of veg I mean apart from sprouts there's loads of good veg there and uh, you know you can you can you can do well there you've got your Christmas dinner boxing day you've got your food for that Perhaps a bit of ham and Boxing Day, but you, know, you can eat actually quite quite well on Christmas without. If you limit the chocolate and the cakes and the sort of patisserie type stuff, you can do really well. Yeah, so it does. I, it doesn't have to be a washer, as you say. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? I, I, I have strategies to counteract the junk. So if that's what this person kind of uh, maybe I'll, I'll give us some some of these. Uh, is it uh, Sarah? Yeah. So any like. For me, to damage limitation on Christmas, what I try and do, if I know I'm going to be off the wagon because there's you know nothing funner than having a bit of a binge and um, it's not something that some of my food counsellor friends, you know, sort of say is, is good, but this reality, people, this is what people like. They want to have their cake and eat it. They want to be able to eat whatever food and drink but then they also want to be fit and healthy and not put on too much weight so this is what I do and this is what I do with a lot of my clients so try to stay active if you can exercise on the day where you are going to have something uh, of, of a binge or a bit of a blowout then 
that's even better go for a walk or or just a short workout like the some we've given in the past squats press-ups 10 squats 10 press-ups nine squats nine press-ups just go all the way down to one you'll have that done in less than five or ten minutes and, and that's the little workout just to prime your body up with all the hormones and enzymes which you want to get on your side um, before you you go and indulge keeping your fluid intake up is really important through the festive period and uh, through any time when you're having junk um, not so good <laughs> if you drink enough of it it does stop you holding water so that's why i recommend to drink lots of water is to encourage the body not to hold on to water because you kind of trick it into thinking there's a plentiful supply so when you're eating carbs that's always a good strategy lots of water but beer stroke water at christmas time i suppose that was a joke beware of carbohydrate only meals so if you're gonna have you know sort of just toast or just porridge and all these sorts of things then they're gonna affect you so if you can try and have a bit of veg or some sort of balanced meal so if you are having having bread or you are having um you know kind of porridge or whatever then try and have some protein and some sort of vegetables uh, uh, with it so uh, some eggs and uh, these sorts of things like a spinach omelet uh, after you've had your your porridge or some sort of uh, chicken um, in with uh, your sandwich and, and, and a handful of um, you know salad rocket or something but try to do that really helps and then lastly or not lastly but uh, next then I use supplements so I use a lot of digestive enzymes which sometimes when you cook food they're all cooked out of the food so digestive enzymes I take those with if I have any junk food or I have a, overeat a lot of meat and I also take a probiotic I also use alkalizing salts so that I don't go too acidic um, and then lastly I fast mark so if I have a bit of a belly full one night the following day I, I won't be eating breakfast or i won't be having lunch very likely i'll probably just push on to the afternoon and i'll drink i've got a drink that's just called green life they're all phil richards products as you probably recognize a uh, bit of a phil richards uh, kind of uh, theme on today merry christmas phil so yeah i'd have some green life and i wouldn't eat anything and i'd fast then the following days and i just tried to to pull things back a bit so that's my kind of five tips then, if you like, uh, for surviving Christmas, which uh, I, I did a blog about that, in case you didn't guess there. I think I've got, I've got a classic example of um, way things to do and way things not to do. I mean, Christmas morning. I mean, I as a treat Christmas morning, I have smoked salmon and cream cheese. So that, that means I don't usually have that every day, obviously. Yes. But I have that for breakfast. My next-door neighbour we have Christmas dinner with, he has a, is a, a, um, cho a chocolate orange. Yeah, I have a, I have a pint of beer, <laughs> but he has he has chocolate orange. I have a, I have a. It's a treat for me to have smoked salmon and cream cheese. It's yes, a treat for him to have the, the chocolate orange. I do a lot better on the smoked salmon and cream cheese than he does on the orange. Obviously, hundred percent. Yeah. So you can make treats that are things that, that are nice food you wouldn't normally eat. They're still good for you, like smoked salmon. It's good for you. Yeah. You know, it's not terrible. And yeah. you can rather than have the chocolate orange, have the smoked salmon. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you're just on the ingredients, if you just take it back to basics, as you say, and uh, don't let it be a car crash, and you can still enjoy um, food and bread and these things, and uh, just uh, go for the for the for the better quality. Good, good. 
Any other tips there, Mark, to limit the Christmas weight gain? Yeah, one thing I would say is alcohol is a very hidden sugar. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. loads of hidden calories in it, and we do, you know, just just be sensible with it. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can have your bottle of wine or whatever, but you know, don't start having it for breakfast. Yeah, you know, yeah, just because it's <laughs> yeah. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, you know, you, Christmas you, morning. Yeah, yeah, you, you, mean, you can have something else that you, that you like, and you think. Do I have the, the the wine or do I have the chocolate? You have one or the other, but don't have both. This yeah, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, without wanting to spoil any of you, fun guys, there's the bestest tips that we've got for you. Second question. Hi, Rich and Mark. A friend introduced me to your blog. I really enjoy listening to the radio shows and enjoy reading your daily emails. They make me laugh and keep me on track. Thank you. I have already bought your cookbook. Do you have any clean eating recipes for mince pies and Christmas stuffing? From Sue fifty seven. Oh, flipping heck, Sue. Mark, uh, uh, we we've got mince pies and Christmas stuffing this year, but they're both just gluten free. Yeah, and that's that's the. I mean, we have them. I mean, they're not good for you or anything. Gluten free is open. They're better, not particularly good for you. It's full of sugar, but for Christmas we have gluten free mince pies and Christmas stuffing, and it's perfectly okay. Mm. And I am the op- not the opposite, but I'm more just get decent quality. And my wife has been doing some testing for us in the earlier weeks of of December, <laughs> so she's bought mince pies from a couple of different places. And the nicest ones were the the Aldi's ones and taste taste tests that we've done. So we have a cup of tea and a mince pie and just taste a certain kind of uh, type of one and they were the, the nicest ones but what I would say if you're going to be cooking them which Sue is just good um, ingredients Sue so get good quality mince and good quality flour good butter in there um, and the same with the stuffing use good uh, bread they use isn't it uh, for stuffing use a good quality um, bread unless that advice from a culinary perspective is absolutely awful and you need to use a certain type of <laughs> bread or, or whatever it is you know but I think uh, based on that uh, just stick with high quality but we're not the best on our, our cookery questions really um, on, on, on this show Mark happy okay yes. moving sw- swiftly on hi Rich and Dr Mark should I eat before I sleep. I feel it helps, but I've heard that it's not a good idea. Avril, 58. Can I start? Yeah, I'd say as much as it gives you a feeling of satiety, if they want to call it that, and satisfaction, and you you do have a kind of cutchy sleep, for weight loss, if this is what the question, should I eat before sleep for weight loss, then no. Uh, should you eat before you sleep for for better sleep? No. So the theory being, from what I've um, kind of uh, sort of believe is, if you eat before you go to bed, then basically your liver is up all night processing your meal. On your body is kind of semi working all through the night on your food. So generally, that's why it's not a good idea. However, you know people sumo wrestlers they eat and then go to sleep on purpose because that's they need that to keep the weight on them and keep them you know up so yeah no it's not a good idea what do you think mark oh, i agree totally i mean the lot of the science behind it i mean most people who eat before they go to bed they tend to eat a carbohydrate meal yeah and 
human growth hormone is produced when you sleep, mainly in the first few hours when you sleep. It won't be produced if there's any insulin around. Yeah, in the system, that's right. There will, there will be insulin with, when you eat carbohydrates, so you won't produce any human growth hormone, which again cascades down, you won't lose weight and you won't build muscle. So yeah, I would um, I would not eat before, before bed. And I wouldn't eat after 8 o'clock, basically. If you can get into the habit of it as well, sometimes I've been too tired to be bothered to eat an evening meal and do you know what it's the best sleep i have when i i don't eat an evening meal and uh, it's not something that i've done and through willpower and anything like that. i've done it just out of sheer sort of tiredness i thought oh, i can't even be asked i'm not that hungry and i'm not going to just have something for the sake of it and really have really really deep sleep so uh, yeah if you're having trouble sleeping definitely um, have a look at that. Any while we're on the sleep, sleep, sleep yeah. Well, yeah. While we're on the sleep stuff, what what would you say is well, good? First, first thing I do is if you're if you're a computer nut, I would fit uh, iFlux onto your computer because it the blue light that your computer or your TV produces stops you producing melatonin, which means you don't feel sleepy. So. Can you hear me, Trish? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it's just my machine's just gone just gone to sleep mode. Um, the um, so if you, if you don't if you have blue light from the TV or the computer before you go to bed, you won't sleep because you won't produce melatonin and you need melatonin to make you sleepy. So um, you can fix if you're going to use a computer up to you go to sleep, you can fix something called iFlux, which is uh, makes the computer go yellow rather than blue. Oh right, and that, and that helps. I've got that on my computer, and um, it it just it just makes the computer instead of being bright blue light, it makes you a, ye- a more pleasing yellow light as it gets towards dark. And it's automatic. I don't even know it's on there anymore. Oh, that's um, nice. iFlux is that? Uh, it's, like... it's a free. It's a free app. Brilliant. You on, your, on your computer, you just just look up iFlux. You just you just download it. It's a really really good, good... tip. Great tip. Yeah. That uh, the yes. other thing. The other thing is, um, it quite, if you have trouble sleeping, a bit of magnesium before you go to bed that that can help as well. Um, the other thing I would do is, if you can, don't don't watch TV in bed or don't do anything apart from read a book in bed. Well, you can do other things, but they help you sleep as well. But you um, don't 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 watch TV in bed because it's same same reason you won't produce any melatonin. Read a book before you go to sleep or listen to the radio. Um, go for a walk in the evening sometimes helps because people are quite sedentary and they, it just relaxes yeah, them. Yeah. The meditation, bit of yoga, all those things can help. But the biggest thing is, is the TV and the computer before bed. Facebook in you know yeah. on your iPad before you go to bed is not a good idea. No, no. And uh, I, I, I give clients an actual sleep protocol which goes yeah. through kind of a checklist of things they need to kind of work through. And sometimes it can take up to four, six weeks to even get the basics right, you know. So it's sort of over a period of time, if you can get yourself into a good routine so that it's a similar time each uh, day that you go to bed and, and each uh, the morning when you wake up. Like you say light exercise is good. The environment you're in is really important. So no light, no electricity, no phones and all that sort of stuff uh, and TV. Then, like Mark said, magnesium. So I recommend an Epsom salts bath because it's nice to have a hot bath and that kind of chills you out a little bit before bed. And then Phil Richards does a couple of products which you can have, uh, or one in particular which I use is called Amino Relax, which will improve your 5-HTP and the serotonin and that will improve the depth and the quality of your sleep. And like you said, reading a book, a hot drink. My wife likes uh, these uh, like pucker um, evening teas. So I don't know what's in them, but it's sort of the stuff to relax you down. And I, myself personally, like earplugs, uh, eye mask, and I have a good sleep uh, with all that on, you know. But the one thing which we haven't said about Mark is 
key to, I guess, to a lot of people is caffeine. So caffeine, six to eight hours before you want to go to bed. So like just after lunch, really, that is for for um, general uh, guidance. So The other thing is you sleep better in a dark, pitch black room. Oh, 100%. No light in the room. It's got to be, uh, you know, pitch, pitch black. I paid once for a client to have curtains put up in her bedroom because the lack of sleep was affecting her training and I just like sent my, my carpenter around to put up a curtain rail. <laughs> and uh, it did it did actually work uh, as well and she sleeps better to this day now. Um, so, great. Uh, one, two, three. Well, last one. Hi, Rich and Mark. What are some great squat alternatives or variations? Amy, 39. Just under our age limit there. We'll let you in, Amy. Just under underage. Right, Mark, I shoot. I can't hear you, Rich. You oh, sorry, it? yeah, sorry. Can you? Shall yeah. I go for it? Yeah, I'll just give my two pennies. Yes. I, I, I think I squat before every exercise. The same thing I do. I, I don't know I squats. I just squat before everything because it gets everything going. So I, I, I do a, a few squats before every every single exercise I do. I do, you know, with with usually do it with dumbbells to be honest because I can't both to get the barbell out, but. Uh, I, I squat before everything because it just gets you know I do a little bit of light running then I squat then I do whatever I'm going to do yeah so that's, that's, I'm, uh, there are hundreds of variations and you, you can tell them all about that I'll have a little snooze yeah all right uh, it's it is a great exercise like Mark says I did a blog once and it's probably the best exercise if you're going to do just one kind of weights orientated exercise not to make that distinct. Uh, that definition there because someone said to me you said squats were the best exercise but I thought swimming was the best, and I had to say, no, no, the best weight exercise, because swimming is a bloody good exercise too. If you're going to do one exercise from walking, from uh, life, from birth to death, swimming and walking, I think, um, from the research, are probably the least stressful and the most beneficial. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the environment, that's right, yeah. Especially these days, it's changing the, the chemicals all the time, and God knows what's in there. Okay, so squat alternatives would be front squat. Squat alternatives to a back squat, I'll give you, right? So I'm presuming that's what uh, Amy is on about. She sent in weight questions before this uh, lady. She's uh, obviously into her weight training. Front squat, box squat. You're going to have to Google these and watch videos on YouTube and whatnot. You can do a goblet squat. You can do hack squats. You can do Bulgarian split squat. So there's plenty there uh, for you to begin on. You can do wide squats. You can do narrow squats. You know, deep squats. You know, you can do the top and half squats. So it's all depending on on what you're looking for. But just for a full uh, death de defined leg, then nice deep squats. Um, and the Bulgarian split squats are probably a cracker as well. Uh, if I was going to pick a few out of there, and uh, we do my variation is through I go through back squats, front squats, box squats, generally, and and some maybe get a fifty kilo dumbbell and do a goblet squat where you hold it on the front of your chest and do something nice and heavy and deep with that. So, um, but yeah, holding the weights is good when you're squatting. Okay, so that's plenty there, plenty of juice, plenty of value there. We're giving people a mark. Yeah. All right. Uh, happy there with that for a for a, yeah, for a, for a good, show. Yeah. Okay, just to kind of remind everybody in the Christmas spirit there, 
If you are sat at your computer, if you wouldn't mind uh, heading on over to iTunes, if you're not already listening on iTunes. If you are listening on iTunes, it's easier, then you just click uh, leave a review and leave us a little review. Let us know what you think of the show, any feedback, any tips. Uh, and obviously, if you've got any questions, then please send them in to info at richard-clark.co.uk or you can Facebook or tweet them. Uh, to us and stuff and you can go over on to Mark's site as well which is revolutionaryhealth.co.uk and you can send messages through there so however way you want them send them through guys we're happy to answer your questions free of charge and uh, we will see you next time bye from me it's bye from me you me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose treat or cure any disease It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.